Welcome to episode 59 of the Female Health Show. Today, I am talking about making mistakes and celebrating our mistakes. I feel like I speak about this on my podcast show quite a bit, but today is inspired by people around me, my clients, myself, and people closest to me. Sometimes we make mistakes in life and it gets to us. It kills us. It makes us feel down. We feel like we can't escape it. And to the extreme end, it feels like we just can't do life anymore. And I feel like for myself and some people around me this year, some of my clients too can relate to this. It has felt like it's been relentless, relentless uphill battle, constantly trying to push and just get things going. And there's been times where, yeah, I've really wanted to give up. There's been times where people around me have wanted to give up. And, you know, in the moment we say impulsive things and we get in our heads and we let our head take us to places where maybe we're overdoing it um, and we we perhaps might feel that but that's how we truly feel in the moment we feel so down and we feel so upset and we feel confused by life and why it's so hard and I speak about this quite a fair bit on my podcast how normal it is to make mistakes how important it is to learn from mistakes And if you're not learning from these mistakes or you're not learning from things that happen to you or with you in life, however you want to say it and frame it, it's really important here because sometimes when we um, frame it in the way, why is this happening to me? It can really just get us in the wrong headspace. When you frame it as why is this happening for me or what can I learn from this? It's hard to see it in the moment, and I totally understand that. There's been plenty of times where I have not done that, and I'm just like, why is life so hard? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? It's not helpful. So there are a few suggestions I'd say here. When you have these moments in your life where things get too hard and you become too overwhelmed, and you know when that happens because we all have our different ways of expressing our emotions, whether it's full-on breakdown, meltdown, throwing things, screaming, yelling, um, And I just like, this is normal. This is like reactions to life. Sometimes, you know, we can't always be composed and gentle and sensitive and let's not do that. Let's not lash out. Like sometimes you get to the point in your life where I just, you just want to call it quits. You're just like, I'm done. I'm tapping out of this. I don't want to deal with this anymore. And I get it. I get it. I really do. Um, But I think we do need to have that moment where you just completely let the emotion take over you and to the point where you're having that moment at cry, but you need to come back. And this is why a lot of you listening to this episode will come back and realize that when once you've had the cry, once you've had the, the full-on hissy fit, panic attack, um, depressive mode, and anxious run, um, whatever it is and however it is it's happened, it's happened, let it be. Don't hold on to it. Now try explore and find how it's helping you, what it can teach you, where you can go from here. If you are not learning from these things in your life, then you're not able to grow. You're not able to move forwards. And I feel like it's been happening a lot in a lot of people's lives. And it's normal. But you need to create boundaries with yourself. You need to figure out a way to get through it. Because you've made it through 100% of your bad days. Let's be honest. You're still here. You have been through a lot. But let's 
figure out why these bad days are happening or why these bad things are happening or you know we don't have to call it bad days bad things just why these things are happening because that's how life is and like it's almost like a direction and i I, this is uh, i'm so glad, glad i remembered this so i have this book by ryan holiday it's called the obstacle is the way and often when we have a crossroad or when we get into these sticky situations in life where we just are stuck you feel stuck it is life shining light on you going hey i'm giving you this challenge again or i'm giving you this challenge what are you going to do about it you need to see it as an objective uh, from an objective point of view not as like this is happening to me because when you get in that mind state and you're not letting it go like if that consumes you for weeks on end it's going to really take over your life if it consumes you for a day you feel shit have the shit day like no one's telling you you have to like i'm not telling you sorry i'm not telling you you have to figure it out in that moment have the day call a friend hug your mom it's like sleep like next to someone who can you can cuddle and hold or get your toy out whatever your cuddle toy your pillow whatever's your comforter you know, watch a movie, eat what you want to eat, you know, hydrate up, you know, just even if you're not into that, if you just think I just want to sit in bed all day and not go to work, well, then that's what you need to do. That's why you have sick leave. That's why you can call your boss and say, I'm having a mental health day. Like mental health is huge at the moment, more so than ever before. And I think you need to really speak up when you're having these moments in your life where things are not going well for you. And If you need to have a few days off, just say, hey, I've had some personal things come up. I need to have a few mental health days off. I'd like to take my sick leave. Like you can say that. Why can't you? I feel like I had this conversation with one of my friends and she's like, I wish lockdown would happen again so I could take a whole week off. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, why do you need lockdown to give you permission to have a break? Why are you waiting for everyone else to like have suffering through a lockdown, which not ev- not everyone wants a lockdown. I don't. And the only reason why I'm bringing it up, because I think this is a really good teaching moment. Why wait for something to happen to you? Why not take action and say, I would like to take this off. I think I'm going to do that. There are mornings where I have clients or weeks and I need to shuffle things around because things have happened. My clients and myself have a very good relationship and I'm able to do that with them quite freely and flexibly. And I appreciate them so much for being able to work with me when things come up in my life too. I'm not perfect. No one's life is perfect. And I think it's really important in these moments because it gives my clients that approval in a sense and that permission to go when they're not having those, when they're not having great days either to go, I'm not feeling it today. Can we please reschedule? And it doesn't bother me at all because I understand same as having my staff when they need to take their mental health days. I just appreciate them telling me how they're feeling, what's going on. And we move forwards and I let them have that space. It's really important as a boss. I I personally feel that you can empathize with your people around you. It's like a parent. You need to empathize with your children. What are they going through? What's going on? How can I, how can I like show support? Obviously, sometimes they're going to drive you mad. I get it. That's life. Life's going to drive us all mad, but how can you take a breath, step out of your like trying to fix everything and just listen. And sometimes we need to give us ourselves that space to listen to our inner voice and our inner intuition and what's going on in the gut. Like, how do you feel? Sometimes we don't say things either because we're scared to express what's going on in our lives and we're scared to talk about these things with other people because of a fear of what they might say, how they might react. 
Um, they might think I'm incompetent, like you telling your boss to take a couple of days off might make you feel like, well, my boss is going to think I'm not showing up for work anymore. I'm not, I'm not value, I'm like, I'm not worthy of that uh, promotion. If that's what your workplace is, I'm just going to throw this out there. I think that's quite toxic. Um, and I know there are a lot of competitive workplaces and career driven people, and that's awesome. But if your workplace doesn't get that you require mental health days, and you are not perfect and you're not a robot, you're not just a number, you're a human. I personally would reassess. I'm that type of person who values my mental health and my life and my personal happiness so much more than just money and what's coming in through my bank account. Because the thing is, we can keep a scorecard. You can have a look at your banks. You can go, yep, this is all good. But is your money making you happy? Probably not. Like it gives you freedom. It gets you to do cool things. You get to go out. But if you're not internally, intrinsically happy, then life is going to feel pretty shit. It's not new new news for no one. So I think we need to take it back. How are these things in our lives that's happening for us? What are they teaching us? How can they drive us in the right direction? And that book that I said, I don't know if I actually, I don't remember if I said this, but the book, the right, sorry, Ryan Holiday, The Obstacle is Away. It's a great book to read. Um, a lot of um, stoicism in this book and stoicism is quite philosophical. Um, for me, it's quite relatable and it allows me to kind of go, okay, so these things in life are normal. And when we have these bad days, it's good to feel them feel all of them and then work on them and go okay like what is this trying to tell me there are a lot of people in this life who play that victim mindset and this is a detriment this is a total detriment to your growth you cannot keep blaming life or blaming and and deflecting your problems onto other people and to other things you need to take ownership and this might not be what you want to hear if you're having a moment right now but this could be the most useful thing that you hear You need to take ownership for what you're feeling and what's happening and how can you learn from it? Journal it out. Listen to podcasts. Like I had a couple, it's going to be pretty honest. I had a couple days last week where I had a meltdown for probably three days in a row. Um, Very, very anxious, panic attacking, everything. I needed support from my mom. I needed support from my stepdad. I needed support from my like friends Um, I lent on my partner. It was just a lot in my head and I was very, very overwhelmed. And I needed that breaking point moment to go, I'm sick of my shit. I'm sick of feeling like this. I'm sick of being in my head. Like I need, I need to work on this now. And (laughs) it's like, that's a tipping point. Sometimes when you have these mental breakdowns or you have these moments where it just keeps on happening and you're not seeing what's going on because you're so in your head. Like the head is, the mind is so powerful. It's so freaking powerful. If you cannot just step out of that, um, it's going to be really hard to move forward. Um, I read a lot of books. I I want to meditate better um, and actually take more time for it. I usually find myself rushing with meditation um, or trying to fill in the gaps of my day. So trying to incorporate some form of just um, deep breathing. And that's been really helpful um, to just like send to me um, in those moments where I feel like I'm rushing in my mind and my mind's just running. So if you need to take some breaths, take some deep breaths, take a deep breath in, hold it for a few seconds and breathe out. And that's been something that my partner has been so great with. And I'm so grateful for him because I feel like when I do that, it reminds me of him and it's a positive experience in my mind too. So, you know, 
reach out to people. I feel like one of the big reasons and the book Lost Connections is an incredible read. And one of the reasons why I kind of only figured this out from the book. It made a lot of sense prior, but when the when I read this in the book, I was like, oh, this makes even more sense. One of the biggest reasons why we feel a loss of connection or we feel disconnected or we feel anxious and depressed is because we, there's a couple of things. Then the two things on the book was probably the main things. One, we don't have a sense of community. And when you don't have a sense of community and you can't like reach out to other people, it feels a lot harder to deal with everything inside. And when we're chasing materialistic items and commodities, these two things from the book were the biggest things that stood out for me. When you're chasing to look or appear on the outside as a certain way, as having a certain status or looking a certain way, looking happy, looking pretty, looking like you've got your shit together and you're chasing that look, it's taking you further away from internal happiness and not having your sense of community. I love that I've made um, kind of friends with the local cafe near me and they know my coffee order. I don't even have to say it anymore. I've been there like mm, three or four times and I just feel like I know them and I feel really comfortable to be there. I feel connected. And it's like when I go to the Coles, I feel connected to my butcher. Oh, sorry, not Coles. Coles, the Coles that I go to has a butcher next to them. And I feel like every time I see them, like they know me, I know them. And I just, I love that. And then my community. So my clients in the area that I am, we're all very close knit and I see some of them driving. I see like some of them out and I just feel more connected to my community. Um, my clients are some powerful women and I love my clients so much because they also bring me a lot of joy and helpfulness, even past clients. Like I still speak to some of my past clients and sometimes we have really deep, meaningful conversations where I help them and they help me and like I get to be the teacher and I also get to be the student and they also get that experience because we have different experiences and it's just wonderful to connect. And I, I, I adore it. I really do. So, you know, Lost Connections by Johan Hari really stood out to me in that connectedness, that community connectedness, sorry, because it's like, this is so obvious. This is so obvious. Like the more I talk to my, the people that I'm around, And the more comfortable I feel with them, I don't feel judged by them because I'm not presenting it a online. I'm just having like actual connection face to face with people around me. We have a hug, we cry it out or we talk about it, we laugh and it's it makes it so much more lighthearted. And, you know, when you start thinking things in your head and then you say things out loud and you're like, that doesn't make sense. Like a pretty common one would be having a disagreement with your partner. Um, you might be getting into it a little bit, overthinking things, and then you start saying stuff. And then for me, James, my incredible partner, he communicates so well. We communicate so well together. I love, I love it. And he'll say something like, or put in perspective the situation. I don't have an exact example right now, but he'll put, he'll put his two cents and it will be his perspective. And I'm like, oh, I didn't see it like that. Okay yeah, I'm sorry. And I just say it and I'm like, I agree with you. Like I have not thought about that through fully. And I love it because it kind of clears the air. It creates space and it very much de-escalates any kind of, but you did this or deflects the actual problem. And I think when you're able to communicate with someone gently 
and explain the mistake, talk about what happened, talk about the situation, talk about what you're thinking about very smoothly and calmly and have that very like, I, I, I'm here for you. I'm on your side. I want this to work. Um, especially in a relationship sense like this, an intimate one, it's really important. And it kind of just creates a lot of space and it de-escalates any other problems. It doesn't create like violent or toxic situations. And I'm very grateful. Just a little bit of a shout out to James. I don't know if you'll ever listen to this, but I'm very grateful for my partner because there's been times where we'll be having, like I have a thought, I might overthink it. I'll communicate in a way eventually because my typical um default mode is a bit of avoidance and he'll sense that and he'll be like babe what's going on like i can feel you're not talking right now what's happening are you okay and i'll deflect it for a little bit like no 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 i'm all fine i'm all good and he looks at me and he knows and there's been a time a few times actually where he actually just pulls where we're in the car and he'll actually pull up into like um, a street or where, where it's safe to stop and he'll actually grab my hand and he'll look at me like talk to me like what's going on And I'll actually like in that moment, like stopping, I don't know, for some reason, it just helps me decompress and being able to look at him and not have this like heated argument in the car, which we've never had heated arguments, but you know, not to say that they might not happen. And I'm totally open to this. This is a relationship after all relationships have these moments where no one's perfect, but having someone or even you, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, wow, like. That'd be a really cool thing to do because it just creates like this moment where you want to connect with this person and you want to help this moment or like resolve whatever's in the head. So, you know, being able to connect is what I'm getting back to. This book, Lost Connections by Johan Hari, just really, what's the word, reinforced the impact that having healthy connections can have on your life in a positive way, in the actions that you take, etc., etc. So I'll put this book and a few others actually in the show notes. So Lost Connections by Johan Hari, highly recommend. I only actually finished it probably two weeks ago and I gave it to my friend to read and she loved it, like absolutely loved it. A while ago, and I actually haven't finished this myself, Full Catastrophe Living by John Kabat-Zinn was actually recommended by a meditation coach that I kind of was um, working with online, not one-on-one or anything, but I was kind of doing a little bit of a online course of hers that she had free and she had recommend this book and I absolutely fell in love with it. Um, I actually didn't get through it, but I do remember loving the beginning of it. The obstacle is the way by Ryan holiday, hundred percent top recommend. It's really easy read. Ryan holiday also has his own podcast and he also has the daily stoic, which is an incredible book. Um, if you need, like it's like daily meditations of um, philosophers and it's awesome. It just kind of might send, like give you the day to kind of wake up to and go, okay, this is might be the teaching that I need today. And I'm currently getting through, which really fast, actually breaking the habit of being yourself, how to lose your mind and create a new one by Dr. Joe Dispenza. I am obsessed with this book. I've highlighted, I have written notes in here. I usually do in my books. I get messy with my books. Like I'm not afraid to highlight, underline, star, asterisks, whatever you want to do. Um, I put little um, sticky notes in there. I love it because when I'm having moments where I'm by myself and I'm overthinking shit, (laughs) I go back to maybe a book that I just want to connect with and like being able to see the highlighted or the underlined line and read that paragraph. Or sometimes I just end up reading the whole chapter. 
it just really helps me kind of have my own self-help technique. There are a lot of self-help techniques out there. You've got to find what works for you. This really helps me. I've had a few episodes, I would say, this year where I've been quite um, distraught and just life things like I'm okay I'm okay everyone but I think you know we all have these moments and I've come back to these books in certain times of need and I've gone yeah I really needed to listen to that or like read this um there's another book I read when I was probably like 19 or 20 it's called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle there wasn't a lot of things in that at the time that I could relate to and still there are some abstract things that I'm not sure I connect fully with and I mean you got to take every book that you read um, and relate it in some way. And then there'll be things in there that you don't like relate to at all, or that you don't agree with. And I think that's probably happened more as I've grown into an adult and I'm able to use my perspective and my wisdoms and my experience and go, "Mm, I like this, or I don't really connect to this idea, but that book, um, there are some points where I have looked at that this year, actually, and I just needed to read a line or two and I, and I really enjoyed it. I'm like, oh, okay, this is what I needed. You know, you can use your books as meditations as well. So to summarize this whole entire podcast, which I completely just did on the fly, take the bad with the good and learn from them. Practice patience, practice observing, but also practice communication, practice connecting, practice things in life that maybe make you feel uncomfortable, but are healthy for you. Going to the gym, reaching out, speaking to someone, writing in a journal, reading, get yourself to a point where you have some self-care management techniques because it will help in the long run. You know, we, we are not perfect. I am not perfect. Life isn't perfect. So don't try and fit a mold. Don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 36. Don't use social media to unwind. This would probably be a freaking bonus tip. Don't use social, sushi, sushi media. (laughs) Don't use social media to unwind and relax. Let yourself be bored. Open a book, draw, write, call a friend, FaceTime a friend if you can't see them. Like use your time when you want to unwind and rest to kind of observe yourself as well. You need to know who you are because there's a gap. And Dr. Joe Dispenza has inspired this little last summary of this part and his book is Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, Also, Booktopia, everyone, like you can get great deals on Booktopia. Um, I wish I had a discount code. Maybe I can get a sponsor. Oh, okay. Ideas on the fly. Um, There's a lot of things in this book that I've highlighted um, and I'm just going to read a couple parts that I've underlined so you may hear me flip the pages. So, When we're trying to escape this emptiness or when we're running from an emotion whatsoever that is painful, it is because to look at it is too uncomfortable. So when the feeling starts to get a bit out of control, most people turn on the TV, surf the internet or call or text someone. In a matter of moments, we can alter our emotions so many times. We can view a sitcom or a YouTube video and laugh hysterically, then watch a football game and feel competitive, then watch the news and be angered or fearful. All of these outer stimuli can easily distract us from those unwanted feelings inside. And technology is a great distraction and a powerful addiction. He goes on to say some other things, and I'm just going to skip this bit. This is on page 154, 155, if anyone would like to flip to it, they've got it. So when we keep that diversion up, guess what eventually happens? We grow more dependent on something outside of us to change us internally. 
Some people unconsciously delve deeper and deeper into this bottomless pit using different aspects of their world to keep themselves preoccupied. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. And there was one more bit in here that I really wanted to pull up. So the point is true happiness has nothing to do with pleasure because the reliance on feeling good from such intensely stimulating things only moves us further from real joy. I think I'm going to leave this podcast there. I feel like I've really not only brain dumped, but emotionally dumped in this episode and given you some wisdoms and maybe just a helpful pep talk that you may have needed for some help, self-help. This time of year for me personally is always huge. It's very transformative. There's always a lot of emotions, a lot of buzz. Um, and I feel like my, my friends are actually going through this same feeling. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you being here. I'm going to close it off. Thank you so much. If you can leave a five-star review, always, always helps me out and share this with someone that maybe needs to hear it.